gone. Really? That was crazy. It took a second. Yeah, I don't know. I was going round and round and round. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? I don't want to say anything. Today. What? I just, go, what? I just, just to listen to you. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What's going on here? <laughs> Why are you saying that? How's your day? You all right? Uh, you yeah. Good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's an emotional day. Um, uh, you know, well, between your writing and mine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah, so I started writing my chapter for, you know, volume 13. And, you know, when you're just doing your thing every single day, you're looking ahead, looking ahead. At least that's how I am. I don't know about others, but I'm just, you know, in the moment. I'm, I'm living in the moment and I'm looking ahead. What do I have to do right now today? What do I have to do? So I don't really think about what has transpired like yesterday, day before, years ago, whatever. I just don't, I don't look at the backstory. And as I'm, you know, reading your story and I'm thinking, damn, that's, I mean, it's, I'm just amazed. Like my jaw drops in, it's like my whole history is coming to the forefront. And then couple that with me writing this chapter, having to relive, you know, certain aspects to get to our story. It's, it's almost surreal. Did this really happen? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we're both going to a retreat or something to think a about retreat? stuff. What kind of a retreat? Well, just a you know, thinking retreat, a retreat to think. Mm. Um, I love writing. I do too. I'm enjoying it. I I am. I'm I'm um, on the same line you're talking about. I I went back to the history of the of Sorbonne University in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, to you know, kind of get a line up on on that, and and I went down the same hallway, um, yeah. and um, as as we know in the story, in deals danger destiny, and and um, I meet I meet Thomas Aquinas in Paris, right, mm-hmm. and um. He was there. I mean, he was, he was, I mean, it wasn't so much that I met him there. It's that he was, he was in residence there mm-hmm. in the 13th century. And that was, that was part of his, part of his gig was the University of Paris. And, um, and I, I just occurred to me that, that I walked down the halls with some very interesting people mm-hmm. uh, in, in, uh, in Paris at the Sorbonne University. I, I've got a, I've got a hoodie from, from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I should wear it. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if it doesn't mm-hmm. fry me. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. These these um, things that, are, that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I It's hard to explain. It's, I mean, it's, it, I'm not sure. I guess we're doing great literature, maybe. I mean, we're doing a great story. I don't know if it becomes great literature, but it's a great story. And it's uh, and it's 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 a recast of of contemporary history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a um, it's becoming so real. It's becoming distressing sometimes. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Besides having a love affair with what you're doing. Distressing in what way? Well, just because it's so real. Oh, I know. I know. It's it's so real. It's like it's the it's like the intentionality. It's like John Searle wrote a book one time called it. I don't know what it was. The, the perception of things, but intentionality. There's a couple of kinds of intentionality. You can have intentionality of an object. Like I can I can have intentionality of um, of a specific object, like mm-hmm. a woman or mm-hmm. a car or something. Mm-hmm. Or I can have intentionality toward a concept of of an arrival of something. Intentionality toward the possibility of a of a of a thing of a of a thing. I can have intentionality about you doing something, or I can have intentionality about you. Two different things completely. Yeah. Okay. But in this writing that we're doing, our speaking, right now we're talking about our writing, and the writing that we're doing, uh, those things start to come together. They start to kind of join up uh, because of the reality that of who we are, that is, we're two real people, in the 3D world on Earth right now, but but I'm writing about stuff that's not here; it's somewhere else. Right. I know. And that's, that's what we talked about yesterday. That's the mix of the intentionalities, and that becomes an alliance of of a kind that only I think consciousness can put together. It's it's uh, very sophisticated. That's right. Very sophisticated. It's um, yeah. It's, I don't know. I get, I get yeah. making me fidgety. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's energetic alignment. All right, that's good. That's a good term for it. Yeah, energetic yeah. alliance or alignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because you're just letting that the truth flow through you, and you're feeling it. Your whole body is feeling it produce this um this clarity you know the understanding of what this world is moving forward you know when we're talking about the great awakening you know and people you know starting to understand this old world and how we were living in it and where we're moving to i think there's you know a lot of people out there who are on that page you know, have been introduced to it in some way, shape, or form, maybe not even understanding what it actually means. You know, like, if we've never been there before, how can we anticipate or expect what it's to be? You know, what is it? And uh, what does it mean to remove the veil, to live free, to be uh, united? You know, just what what does it mean? And so in this rewriting of history, it's, it's like the new, it's like a new Bible. It's like a new, and it's so, it's so uh, risky to say something like that. But considering what the Bible has been for so many years, you know, that, that kind of doctrine and the future that we're looking at long after you and I are gone. And even those who are reading the book now, I mean, it'll last forever. It'll last forever, and people will go, "Who were they?" Yeah, gosh, you know that's um, that's it's hard to hear. It's hard. It's hard to listen to. I mean, it's hard to hear those kind of words, you know, about about yourself, about 
you know, speaking of ourselves, I don't know. It's um, we're writing in canons. We're writing in, in document canons about about a whole new life, about a whole new how it should be, about how society should be structured, about how the relationship between men and women should change. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically about men and women, because that's kind of focus right now. But um, but it's a love it, affair. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, it is. Thank you. But it's true. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it is a it's a it's a wonderful story about life. It's a love affair with life. It's a love affair with how life should be. Mm-hmm. How, how we are who it's a love affair about who we are designed to be. It's about it's it's about what we ought to be, what we were designed to be, what you know what. <laughs> We to are me, a distortion of evolution, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we, we screwed it up. To me, I see it as a love affair with you. You know, you are expressing who you are, well, your capability, your understanding of, of the world on a grander state, scale. And you're able to articulate and put it in story form. And so it's your love affair with this book you know that's the energy that's coming out of you and into that and the love affair with the story with the characters with me with your knowing of me to stimulate that energy field to be able to you know just express it on paper it's it's a love affair with humanity it's just it's just so beautiful I think I'll just send this podcast a New York Times book review. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if nobody else thinks so, at least we think so. (laughs) You know, and that's what they say. It's not about the destination. It's the journey. And this is our journey. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) But honestly, that's the beauty of it. You never know what's on the other side of this. And that's where I am in my story, you know, in, in uh, this chapter here. And I'm just talking about, you know, I had no idea where that would lead, you know, what, how one decision would lead to something else just completely mm-hmm. unknown. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm basically at the point right now where I'm, I'm getting, I'm building up to, you know, our story. I wonder if, I wonder if, you know, like Hemingway ever had this conversation with with uh, Simone de Beauvoir in Paris about a book that they're writing. You know, I mean, it's it's um, this is amazing. I mean, technology allows you and I to have these conversations, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and time and grade and things like that. But it's amazing that we're able to have these conversations about us as two authors mm-hmm. who are writing about things that we're both familiar with, at least in that context. And this is an amazing period. It really is. It just is. It really is. Yeah. 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 We're so lucky. Lucky. lucky, I know. I know. And, you know, when this book comes out and years pass and et cetera, et cetera, people are not going to believe, I mean, the reality of (laughs) who we are and how we never met. I mean, you know, yet. I mean, it's going to be published first, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's uh, so. In the in that context of of um, of the who, you know, if you read the lives of authors, yeah, people have written, you know, Shakespeare, whoever, um, and how they and how that goes on. Um, it's very difficult in real time to think about that in terms of oneself. At least it is for me. It's hard to, um, I mean, you're articulating it, but I'm kind of like, I'm writing it as I go. And I'm, and I'm, what's happening is that I'm not sure what's happening other than, other than the story itself, the, your relationship with the, with the seraphim, um, my relationship with them, with the, you know, walking in the fifth dimension, which is what we seem to be doing. And we've had this conversation before about why that's, why that is really a fact and not a fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that people probably are having a really hard time if they listen to this, uh, those that listen to this, who understand the, the various dimensions of reality and hearing us say this and they're thinking, you know, I mean, what we're saying about one another is so extraordinary that mm -hmm. I mean it it would it's explosive, and mm -hmm. yet we're just living it. Yeah, like it's like I'm going to have another cup of coffee. You know, mm -hmm. we're there. We're like walking there routinely, where there are people that never ever understand the the, the whole concept of that is 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 foreign, mm -hmm. and almost it's almost like unworldly. Well, it is unworldly, but I mean, mm -hmm. it's like it's it's unholy, unholy, which is just the reverse of what it actually is. Mm -hmm. Right. Just the reverse. People will rebel against the whole idea and then realize that that's the whole idea to start with. That was the idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's um for me, it, I it's. I only wish that somebody else takes the same path. You know, somebody needs to just commit to love and love only. And really understand what that means. Because the the consequence of that affects the whole world. Our whole existence. In In every possible way that you can imagine in every possible way mm -hmm. it's affected mm -hmm. whether you want to think about technology or, or 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 social science physics love education politics business government everything mm -hmm. yeah it touches everything right that's the shift yep and that's it you know i don't know I'm not sure what the drivers are all the way around, but I mean, it's certainly real. And um, we just happen to be luckily, you know, scribes in the process. That's what I am, at least. I mean, you are, I'm, you're, you're not the scribe. I'm the scribe. You're the, you are the process. But uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I know. Here we are <laughs> drifting we are. along. I know. And it's a beautiful journey. And so it's it's really surreal. You know, if there's any other way to describe it, it's like we we're literally living in a different world altogether. 
while this vortex is taking over, producing this material to deliver to um, a lower realm. The I, what I find interesting is the is the is the context of the dialogue as we go forward, how how hundreds and hundreds of years of of time can coalesce into a conversation that is contemporary. Yes. To where there's no there's really no spread, there's no break, there's no spread. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was fine in the twelfth century, it was fine it's fine today. It's the same the context of the conversations are identical. Mm -hmm. The the needs are the same. The mm -hmm. process is the same. It's just taken us so many years to, to get it wrong. And now we're getting it right again. Yeah. And that's the, that's the swing of the pendulum. You know, we're coming back to love. We're finding our way home. Yeah. We're just so lost. People have a hard time, I think. I, I just, I can imagine they have a hard time kibitzing, um, you know, our conversations or, or wanting to, or in some cases they do. But I um, feel it's like, you know, what people would want to look at, it's like Back to the Future, or Where's the Time Machine, or Doctor Who, or whatever. What is it that can be recreated that makes John and Mary Lee talk this way? Mm -hmm. You know, is it a movie? Is it a series? Is it a is it a machine? Is it a piece of equipment? Is it drugs? Are are they guys? Are they growing mushrooms in the backyard? You know what are they doing? Mm -hmm. um, all those questions, none of which are valid because we are we have bootstrapped this between the two of us, and I'm, I'm not going to give us just the credit for it. But I mean, right now you and I are the ones that are talking, but this has been bootstrapped without any help. Mm -hmm. It's just process it's just normal process it's it's what everyone has the same capacity to do this is we're not extraordinary we are practiced at being extraordinary but if you were to put us in the lab you put me in, in the lab right now you know and i'm going to show up the same way anybody else will mm -hmm. it's yep. just how you use your capacity that's all mm -hmm. how you use the tuner yeah don't believe you're skeptical um no i'm not skeptical i just think that um the two of us together represent a combination of what people believe you know you had a whole life of experience extraordinary expen experience that most people will never have and they have not you know especially if you're just on the on the train of you know go to school get married, have your career, children, picket fence, divorce, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just like, okay, we're all doing this. Okay, fine. But what about like, I don't know, there's just so, so much more. And you have, you have so much more. And because of that, uh, you know, it gives you authority to talk about a lot of things that people don't know. And it, you're an expert in the 3D. You're literally an expert at what this world has to offer, which is money. Mm -hmm. You know, it's money, it's power, negotiations, uh, <laughs> consequences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
right? All that. Mm -hmm. Right. All that. And, um, you know, I don't see my life that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> my life is, is so opposite. You know, it's so simple. It's so incredibly simple by comparison. And yet it's the motivator for you. <laughs> well, that's probably why we're good for each other. Yeah. You know, because I'm seeking, I'm seeking the simplicity of, of the, you know, the beauty, the, mm -hmm. the, um, the freedom, the elevation of who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe, maybe that's, maybe I was the one to come along to, to seek that out. You know, if you look at this from a, from a, um, from the epistemology of who we are, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I had to be so full of stuff to be able to want to off it somehow, you know, and it can become simpler. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know. But on another note, you know, when people respond to my posts, that, re that response every single time tells me how much is not being picked up and that there is an agenda behind their pain and they react according to their pain. That's their comment. That would make like, perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. 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 And I think to myself, if only I could point this out to you. And this is every time I post, you know, I want to stop the pain. We have to stop the pain, understand what love is, and commit to it. And, you know, again, it just falls on so many deaf ears. You know, because it, it's just so taken for granted. Like, we know, Marilee, we know that you're all about love, Marilee. <laughs> but we got problems. <laughs> you, know, <Okay. laughs> you know, in some of our conversations, I've tended to want to be almost defensive about the human, you know, the humanness, the human nature, the the matter of factness of how that should be expected and how that just how people are. And we have to this and that. But the more I get involved in this story, the less inclined I am to care about what they think. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's kind of almost an embarrassing feeling in a way to be that nonplussed about people. But, but if they, if they come after us, if they come after you, especially uh, in that kind of a context, I tend to be dismissive as opposed to be helpful. And that's, that's, a, that's a problem that I have that you don't have. You tend to be helpful. Um, mm. I think you try. I mean, I really do think you try mm -hmm. to work with people because that's, that's how you are. You know, mm -hmm. I'm scorched earth by comparison. Mm. But the good news is, is that I'm there, I'm there because for all the right personal reasons, that's selfish. I'll admit I'm selfish. You know, I've gotten involved in this because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. But now it's making me feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and But I understand that. I mean, we are selfish. And the, the reason why we're selfish is because we need love. We need to feel good. We want to be happy and we need a reason to be that way. And so when you find a passion, something that gives you a reason to feel love, you know, to feel that gratitude, like, oh, my God, I'm actually doing this. 
and I'm falling in love with you. That's the whole purpose. Yeah. That's the whole purpose. Because when we fall in love with ourselves, it's so much easier to be nicer to others. It's a pretty long path for me, uh, but um, I'm getting there by comparison. But yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's important. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the vernacular is for explaining it. That's I kind of I'm kind of stumbling along with that now. But but um, if I were to if I were to uh, you know talk to anyone, I guess, or have anyone ask the call for the question. Um, but you know, let me let me just let me break off for a minute. There was a um, there was a uh, conversation this morning. Um, where um, someone said, and I was witness to the conversation, maybe, I think the question was, do you have an extra copy of the game? I said, yes. Do you think we should send it to this other person? I said, sure. Yes. Um, but what got me was how that what, what the gestation was for the question in the first place was the legitimacy of what the game has to offer and how people dwell on it over time it's a slow it's like it's like cooking in a crock pot as opposed to on a stovetop you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you set the dial somewhere you know from low to off to high to medium to whatever it is then you put the lid on, you watch it for a while. You know, I can fry an egg in a hell of a hurry. Uh, but this crockpot game stuff is working. It's mm -hmm. working. Mm -hmm. almost, it's so, you just have to sit back and fold your arms and kind of like, you know, someone's going to, if you think about the guys that did it that way, like, like Tolly and those guys who sat, just sat and waited, you know, wait, mm -hmm. wait. If it's if it's if it's good enough, if what you're doing is good enough, if it's got the quality, if it's 69 on the periodic table, if that's what it is, then you don't have to run. You just wait. Mm -hmm. And it happens. That's right. That's and that's exactly what, right. And that's the game. It's 69 mm -hmm. on the periodic table. Mm -hmm. It's that good. Yeah. And people around me are saying, well, do you think we should maybe send a copy to so-and-so? Well, I think maybe we could. Now, the disappointment will be that they won't recognize what's happening. So, it, again, the slowness has to continue. It's almost a, it's almost a, I don't know, what, how do you describe slow? You know, like slow motion. Well, um, receptivity. When our ego is thick and when we're heavy with pain, if somebody, you know, recommends a book, you're offended. <laughs> because why do you think I need this book? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, the ego will, you know, react. And so you're, you kind of like, you just throw it down. Okay. Eventually, it may call to you. 
And then the moment you open it on any page, it's going to hold your attention. That's right. And then if you put it down, you know, read a paragraph, whatever, put it down. Natural curiosity is going to say, what else is in that book? <laughs> and that's when that vortex of love starts pulling you in. <laughs> and you start to see the truth. I think, yeah, I think you almost have to reconstruct the backside of it, of the why mm -hmm. in the first place. When, when like, like say, let's say that there's three people, all right? There's the, the person who knows the game, the person who is is curious about the game, getting involved, and the person who has no knowledge of the game one way or the other. Uh -huh. To okay. go from the middle person to the third person, have to understand what relationship was between the first person and the second person. How did that happen? Because that's what has to happen on this next round. See what I'm saying? On the next round where? Well, from, from person one to person two, mm -hmm. some yeah. process happened to where person two is interested and maybe wants to do to person three. Well, person two to person three has to be the equivalent of one to two. The process has to be very similar. The time, the curiosity, the whatever it was. If person two just lays a copy of the book on person three and says, you ought to read this, it's pretty good. It depends on what the relationship is with them. Well, okay, so we have to be careful with that. It's just like sales. So if you see somebody who needs the game, you can't go full in going, you should read this. you got to read this. Right. Nobody likes that. Right. right. What makes you think, right, I need to read it, right? So you have to sidestep that and say, you know what? I heard about this book or, you know, John talks about this or what? I don't know. There's something really good about this. I don't know. You want one? So you sell the story, not the book. You sell the story. You definitely sell the story. Not and you don't book. imply that they need it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, you sell a great weekend. I had the greatest weekend I've ever had. What were you doing? I just read. Really? Yeah. So I did just read. It's the greatest weekend ever. Best book I've ever seen. Best book. What book was it? I don't remember now. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good yeah. book. It was a hell of a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's got a brown cover. Come on, it's got a thing on the front. It's not something like that. I'll get it. That was a good book. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'll see or, you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Or, or, could just ask them what's your opinion on boasting oh and wait for their response <laughs> yeah but they're gonna lie aren't they at that point would they lie huh wouldn't they lie doesn't matter you're engaging them with a question okay Okay, so, you know, whatever, it doesn't it really doesn't matter what their answer is. So either it'll elicit another question to go deeper, or you can accept the question, or the answer rather, and then you could ask them another question. Why do you think people always cycle around? Like in three-month relationships, why does it always fail, start and fail, start and fail? Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? And then they'll be like, they'll give you their answer, whatever their opinion is. They might go, why are you asking me all these questions, John? That's when you go, well, I don't know. I was just reading this book. I was wondering what your opinion was. What book is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. You see, it just start asking the questions about the the content. And then all of a sudden you've got them. You've got them. (laughs) Because they already have an opinion. (laughs) Did you do well in sales when you were in sales, when you were selling real estate and stuff like that? Um, did I do well? Well, when I did resale, I absolutely hated that job. I told you that. But when I did, uh, when I sold track homes, I loved that because it wasn't sales at all. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm the real estate agent, but you're coming to me. I have something that you want. Okay. You know? And I yeah. never, I've never considered myself to be a salesperson. I don't like that. Yeah. What do you, what do you, you were a what? An agent of record? Purveyor oh, of good news? No, no, I'm just yeah. saying that, uh, no, I was. I was obviously real estate sales. But yeah. to label myself, you know, as a salesperson, no matter what it was, if I worked at um, May Company, because I did, you know, or if I worked at the bank trying to sell you a new account, I just, I don't like that idea. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that in you. I mean, I can see that in you now. You're the same way today. You don't, you don't sell yourself. You don't boast. You don't promote yourself, really. You, but that's okay because that's taking care of itself. People are coming to you, so that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if, if people can discern the difference between bragging about myself or talking about, you know, what I do. I, I, I sent you that note I got from Steve the other day. It said, you live, you live large even if people don't know who you are. <laughs> Remember that? Uh-uh. <laughs> what was it? Steve wrote me a note. He said, John, you live large even if people don't know who you oh, are. Oh, that's right. That's right, Steve. <laughs> mm. yep. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter. It's, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, I think it's it's quite a, a kind of the uh, delusion, you know. It's like when people say you're delusional because you, you, you see how other people maybe closer in your circle look at you like, who do you think you are anyway? You know, why don't you get real? Mm-hmm. If they don't understand you. And that's where patience and tolerance comes in because you can't defend yourself and you have to let them think whatever they're going to think about you and just wait. <laughs> wait. Should you modify your behavior or just wait, just keep, just maintain course and speed? Modify my behavior would uh, mean to change, uh, you know, my path. That wouldn't work. Can't do that. I think you're cracking up a little bit. How about now? One, two, three. Trying. Hmm. I got you. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The popped up and said it was trying to reconnect. So anyway, oh. you know, right. yeah. So that that whole, you know, the world's opinion is larger than who you are can be a really heavy weight when you're trying to accomplish something. You know, and this is where faith comes in. Because if you don't have a relationship with God, there's really nobody on your side. And it's so easy to cave. 
you know. But isn't that universally the case? Are we all kind of alone in that sense? Alone. You know, are we, are we come in, well, we come in alone, we go out alone. Sure. That's theory. Yeah. You know, the arc of life goes from zero to zero. Okay. Yes. So you start with God, you end with God. Always. Always. Mm -hmm. However, it's a, it's a really lonely path when you can't make friends. You don't have anyone who really gets you, you know, or supports you, lifts you up. That's lonely because, you know, if you have a long life, it's a long time to not be supported or, or celebrated. Uh-huh. Do you think that's what what causes people to become reclusive? Mm. Or not? Or is that just a mental disease? Um, no, I don't I no, I don't really think that either. I I just think that maybe the disappointment in humanity. You know, the world of money forces us to go out and be and do something and you know, strive for more money more things become bigger and even in, in positions that we don't necessarily like we might be good at it but we don't like it so you want to escape from that world and come back home go to bed or go on vacation you know get out of here i just need change and you're trying to escape from that life and go with it which is unfortunate so then you know it's like it's not really a recluse it's just you're kind of tired of that fake world. You, you have to reach out, real. though. Hmm. Do I, do I, have an I don't think I have an obligation to reach into a social construct to try and keep myself from being lonely. Um, I'm like, I don't want to go to the senior citizen center and play cards. Okay. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But you have a passion. So it's still, it's still self-induced stuff. You still have to kind of jack yourself into whatever you're doing and then bring people with you, maybe. That's the way to do it. Instead of doing it the other way, go find a group and see if they can bring you along. You bring yourself along and the no. group will follow. That's, you know, it's funny. That's where I'm at my story right now. And it's not like that. It, it's all about self-love. That's where it begins. You've got to love yourself first and really understand the definition of that. You know, what mm -hmm. does that mean? Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, constantly having to throw yourself into social circles to, I don't know, find the one, the best friend, the business partner, the lover, whatever, keep throwing yourself in there. That's not the way. That's not the way. And that's, you know, my point about us not meeting when you are completely focused on who you are, how you're showing up, how you're loving yourself, what your standards are, you know, just working on you, working on you, your light starts to shine and it attracts people and opportunity and money and all kinds of things from far away that you know nothing mm -hmm. about and it just comes into, into view to support you and it's it's just a beautiful thing yeah yeah mm -hmm. 
I mean, yeah. I'm just sitting here staring out the window. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Um, yeah. That was another thing in my story how I, I was just open to say yes, you know, to the opportunity. You know, people are trying to guide me or you know, just, just if you have my best interests at heart and it sounds like it's in alignment, I'm going to say yes. I'm not going to just be so defiant. You know, it's like, quit saying no so much. You know, mm -hmm. and, and that, and it's promoted, learn how to say no, learn how to say no, you know, hold your boundaries. That's not it. And, and the ideas are so screwed up. <laughs> They're twisted. No. Well, mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's mm -hmm. interesting. Because mm -hmm. right. I, 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 um, Well, I mean, when I think about it, I guess it's uh, it gets confusing because I tend, I would I would say that I would be I would have a tendency to repel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you kind of have to fight to get into me, sort of. I mean, that's I mean, that's my mental state. Mm -hmm. um, I may I, I may I may appear to be interested, but I'm probably not. Um, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> right? You know, which is probably no different than a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, what are you? What are you saying? That you. That um. That you should allow curiosity to carry it for more. Yes. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. Stay curious. Stay open. Okay. And the reason why people are saying, you know, say no, just learn to say no, say no. It's, it's because we don't have discernment where there's vultures who are wanting to take from us, right? Feed off of us from those who are literally here to deliver the gift. And so you just say no to everything. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to understand you know, the difference between opportunity and obligation. But there are, there are whole industries set up around catfishing to, to, uh, to get money principally from women who, who, you know, if you get some person to feel sorry for you, she'll send you money. I mean, there's industries around that. Boiler rooms full of people. Phony, yeah. phony, yeah. phony, phony, phony. I had the unfortunate thing of getting involved in that, oddly enough, through a through a um, direct experience based on an insurance company's relationship with the party. I didn't realize this, but the insurance companies are really worried about catfishing because this, there's all sorts of, of uh, insurance issues that are now coming into play about people that are taking money, illicit money or you know, money from people that are being bamboozled about phony stories. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, the insurance industry is getting excited about that. Um, and so this, this imperfect society, these, it's like, I'll, I almost feel like I'm, I'm looking at, if I look at life and look at Dante's, the gates of hell, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, I'm standing in Paris looking at the gates of hell. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just God. No wonder people like animals, you know? At least they're honest. 
Right. So that fear, that that right there is part of that fear-based world where we can't trust anybody. Can't trust people, you know, so you're it's best to just stay away from them because they always want something from you. They want something from you. And it's gotten so bad that people cannot discern or it makes it's harder to understand that I'm not asking something from you. I'm trying to give you something. And it's like, no, 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 thank you. I don't need it. Thank you very much. No. Okay. And that is a direct relation to the pain that people are holding. You know, it's kind of like, no, I'm full. Thank you. <laughs> I've had my share of pain. Thank you very much. <laughs> Move along. I mean, that's in its purest form. That really sounds valid. I mean, I, I, you know, the validity of what you're saying sounds really pure and wonderful. It's like ghee instead of butter. You know, it's perfect. But it's... Um, but, there, but there's, <laughs> okay. yeah, I mean, the best lard in the world is from a bear. Did you know that? The best lard, the best uh, rendered lard is from a bear. I'm not, I, I think you may have told me that before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go on. Um, so anyway, there's that. Um, I don't have any giveaway right now, but. Um, that was That was a side note, though. You were talking about my point about yeah. us being so full of fear. Right. And so we clearly say, no, thank you, because I have enough of all that pain and move along. I don't want to say yes anymore. Yes, but yeah, but I mean, that's a that's a form of self-protection. Right. Or, exactly. Or, you know, you're just you, you've, you've been there. You've been hurt so many times. You don't want to be hurt again. You've been lied to so many times. Why do I want to do this again? That's right. You know, that's exactly right. And the reason why you don't want to do it again is because you lack discernment. Okay. And that's your story. I mean, I mean that's what you say repeatedly. Okay. You must have discernment. All right. Okay. I, I know that. All right. Well, but, what's that's the... a, but discernment is very sophisticated, don't you think? Unless you read the game. I mean, I mean, you know, um... you discern. The game helps you discern. It gives you discernment, does it not? Yes, it does. All right. Okay. Um. I mean, that's, you know, that's you know, okay, end of story. But my disappointment just I keeps, re, my disappointment keeps reoccurring and with people who just simply lie, cheat, and steal. Mm -hmm. It's just a way of life. It's like, catch me if you can. Exactly. Exactly. And if and, we don't know how to tell the difference between somebody who is good, with good intentions, that's here to help us, from somebody who is giving you lip service and who is going to take you the moment you trust them, well, then you've got nobody to blame but yourself. But isn't there an insurance policy somewhere you can sort of sell yourself on on if you make a mistake, you know, what your what your move might be? I mean, that gets back into my history. You no, know? if you make a mistake then you have to identify where the mistake was made and forgive yourself because you failed to recognize your player. Can't take the guy out. Huh? Can't nope. do that. Nope. That's where forgiveness comes in. So do we know the difference between discernment and judgment? I don't know. I don't tell me. Okay. So discernment 
is when you walk into the grocery store and you can see the difference between the apples and the oranges. So you're discerning the difference. Okay. That's... I can see it. It's very clear. It's clear as day. Okay. That's an apple. That's an orange. Okay. Right? Judgment comes in when you're looking at the apples and one of them has a bruise. And so you choose the other one over that. You're judging by the look of the apple that it's not a good one. Well, doesn't one normally follow the other? You discern and then judge? No. No, no, no. Don't twist it. Let's stay with the apples. You're looking at two apples. One of them has a bruise and the other one doesn't. So we could think that that is discernment. I'm very discerning because I'm always going to pick the best. No, you're judging. You're judging by a look of the apple because you haven't cut it open. You haven't tasted it. You have no idea. Just by the look of it, you're going to say, well, it looks like this other one is better. Why do I want to put a bad apple on my counter? I'd rather have a good apple on my counter. But the, the good apple that you took home had a worm in it. <laughs> <laughs> you put it there. <laughs> <laughs> so what we want to do with people is we want to be able to tell the apples from the oranges. You know, instead of looking at everybody like they're apples and somebody looks gruff and they're not to be trusted. I don't like all those bruises. Move along. I'll take this other one that looks pretty clean cut. Well, he's an axe murderer. Oh, well, he never should look like that. I didn't know. Right. Because you didn't, you weren't picking up what they were throwing down. You were just judging them by how they looked and maybe oh. by their personality. Are you staying in the apples with all these people? These are all bad apples. Am I staying in with the bad apples? Yeah. In other words, do I just, is this when I switch to oranges? When do I switch <laughs> away from apples? <laughs> You're not following my metaphor. <laughs> You're twisting it. <laughs> the point is that... We look at everybody like an apple instead of being able to shuffle and going, you're an apple, you're an orange, you're an apple, you're an orange. Okay. All so right. now that everybody's an apple, we're all equal, and it's really hard to trust any of them because some of them look nice and they're not nice at all. Okay. Okay, and, and some of them have a bruise here and there, but they're organic. They're, they're better forming. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but isn't I mean, but I mean, you're you're kind of circumventing the law of attraction there, which is the basic mean? law of human need. I'm 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 more attracted to a to a flawless apple. All right. Isn't that natural? That's, that... that's only that's ignorance. So no, that's it's a, that's, natural law. No, it's, that's not that's not the law of attraction. That is not the law of attraction. That apple did not come to you. Okay, you just like it. It appeals to you physically. That's not the law of attraction. Law of attraction okay. is when you bring things from the ether to you. Okay. Okay. All right. So what I just explained was gate one and gate two. The physical attraction, the, the beauty of the apple. Yeah. Right. Okay. And the personality 
That's it for everybody. How do you look? And is your, your do you have a shining, charismatic um, uh, personality that I feel is is in line with who I think you should be? But that's the revolving feminine? door of the first two gates. That's the revolving right. door. Right. That's why people continue to get hurt. This is all it's in the just... book, by the way. Anybody who's listening, this is all in the book. <laughs> that's why people you know fail to trust anyone because they are experiencing the same thing over and over and over again and even though they're trying with like different types of people a professional person or somebody who's more natural or who's spiritual or who is you know uh, more physically fit and into themselves. They, it seems like they, they love themselves more, so they must be able to love me. No, it's just all twisted. We need to get it straight so we can identify it past those first two gates. And then that's when you really fall in love with people. That's when you really fall in love. When you can identify and know what to appreciate about that thing. Not that people are things, but we can identify certain things like maybe an antique car. Somebody might think it's a piece of junk, but somebody who understands what it is and how it was made and how rare it is, and they will fall in love with that car going, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is right here in front of me. Just have oh, to yeah. have, right? An appreciation. Glad for you brought that up. Yeah. What? How's your truck? <laughs> well, my truck is okay, but I was at an auction one time, and there was a Hutmobile that was up for auction, and nobody knew what the hell it was. And it was the same as John Dillinger's crime car. And mm. um, I bought it for nothing, practically. Yeah. And then picked up the phone, and I never, I never took possession of the car. I sold it on the phone, on on the floor that night, because wow. people didn't know what they were looking at. Um. That's just right. a sidebar, which I tend to do sometimes. I, my mind is that way. But but um, my truck is fine, by the way. Yeah. Thank good. you for asking. Thank you for yes. asking. Of it's course. burning off some stuff, but it's fine. It's good. Mm -hmm. So what's interesting about that example you just gave about this car, right? Nobody knew what they were looking at. Mm -hmm. So you took it and you sold it. Mm -hmm. That is the story of our life. What? Me and you. Me and you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our Nobody life. knows what they're looking at. And you picked it up and you're selling it. Yeah. 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 That's the story of our life. I mean, it's right. We we were rebuffed. We had people rebuffing us about about why we should even bother with who we are. Um, and uh, who's doing I, that? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> well, just ordinary folks. Yeah, no, I, I, um, this hasn't been an easy path. This hasn't been an easy path. It's been a glorious path, but it's not easy. It's a road to glory. Right. A but a glory. lot of those things you don't tell me, so I really don't know. Well, yeah, okay. You know, I don't know about the crap people are giving you. <laughs> <laughs> and i can't even imagine the arrogance behind that well i can't either and that's why it's, that's why i dismiss it rather quickly yeah but um you know but um i come from a i come from a um i came 
you and I, you know, got together and I came from a pretty solid chamber of commerce, business, crime, what you name it, background, you know, where it's all, um, I don't know, knock on wood stuff, mm-hmm. you know, bite it. Okay. Touch it, bite it, knock on wood stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I start chatting you up. And you're about the game. And in the early days, I mean, I, I thought I lost my mind, you know. Right. That's Whatever right. happened. John's doing what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. What an about face. <laughs> yeah. That is so great. What a great story. <laughs> it really is. You know, and, and anybody could have this story. Yeah. It's, it's it's for the asking or for the taking rather. It's like just take it and run with it. Create your own story. Watch watch what people do. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. You know, um Craig, you know, who wrote the foreword. Right. You know, we have been friends and he's been learning the game for years, following me and watching my every move and this and that. And you know, that's why he's able to to write knowing Marilee. But when I read that story again after years and, you know, thinking about, about all the things that Craig and I have been through and what he has witnessed. And I mean, again, it becomes such a love affair with your life because mm-hmm. you're just moving from, you know, here to there, here to there, here to there. You just keep going, going. You're not really, you know, taking it into account. You just do it like I just do what I do. But then when you see it in story form, you're like, oh, my God. Wow. We've been through a lot. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. That's what keeps us sane, though, I think, don't you think? That we're able what? to day-to-day, we're able to go day-to-day without worrying about the significance of the history or anything else. Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't stack it up. We don't, we don't want to stack like that. We just, you know, no. we, it's fun to read afterwards. Just like when I listen to my book on Audible. Yeah. And someone else is reading me my book. Yeah. That's really weird. Oh, I'm sure. That's weird. I am yeah. sure. Yeah, um, it's fun. I'm liking it now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I haven't, I haven't started that, but I'm going to. I'm going to listen to it. Now that I've yeah, read it. it's a, it's a tough start, and then all of a sudden you think, and then, and of course the guy too. I mean, the guy that reads it, he's got to get started too. But, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's pretty good. Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Fascinating. It is fascinating. I mean, it's just everything you and I have talked about today is fascinating. It's it's out of the ordinary. It's not it's it's people that any I hope people get a chance to experience the relationship that we have um, with anybody. With anybody, just, right? Yeah, with anybody. Yeah, it's just an exchange of this field that we're in. Yeah, and you know somebody has to take the reins. Somebody. You know, you can't look at the book and go, well, you know, I've got dysfunctional, you know, family members and I can think of somebody who needs it. And I hear that all the time. You know, people go, well, you know, I'm going to get this for my daughter. Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to get this for my ex. I think my, and it's like, what about you? What about you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What makes you think that you don't need it? You see what I'm saying? And it's, it's again, the the judgment, you know, and the ignorance of self. 
And it's like, why don't you give yourself the gift? Change your life. Experience the magic. And then all the lives will change around you. Right. And then notice how everything changes around you. Why do you want to pass along that gift before experiencing it? Maybe we should uh, write that down and make it the opening announcement of every podcast. What? That's really good. What? Why do you want to pass along that gift before you experience it for yourself? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good, kid. Well, I mean, it's the truth of it. You know, if, if people really understood what was in the box, you'd be opening it. You wouldn't pass it along. I get that makes truth an absolute defense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the, it's the order of time. I think you and I represent kind of the order of time in a Carlo Rovelli kind of a sense. Um, where it's a perception of time, which we know now is real. But you and I and any other relationship that you and I have with other people outside or inside the frame or inside the wire, outside the wire, these are all perceptions of time and how that, and how that runs, whether it's fast or slow. And as our mass builds, as your mass builds, and the part of your mass is, is, is how you're becoming influential and not an influencer. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. You're just becoming powerful. Your mass is growing. Your mass is growing. That gives you more gravity. And that tends to bring time into you. And I think that's all physics. You're part of a physics equation. Mm -hmm. you are, your story, how you yeah. operate. That puts you in the universe. That puts you in the ether of the universe in a finite way. Mm -hmm. If you take your influence and turn it into physics and the hard science. Yeah. Works. I see that. You're as good in hard science as you are in, in sociology or, or social science. You are a phenomenology, and the phenomenology has an impact. And mm -hmm. it gathers mass. It becomes something. You know, I've seen myself as a photon, you know, running around chasing between mass and gravity. None of that well, minds. That's okay. We're fine. I'm just, I'm drizzling. I'm drizzling. I'm sprinkling fairy dust. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> Oh, it's, it, the way the way I see it is that love is is catching on, and it's gaining mass. You know, it's it is what it is. Love is our creator, the greatest energy. You know that it's what makes us feel good, makes us smile, makes us happy, confident. You know, outgoing, charismatic, and you know, just enchanted with life. But still has to, but I, I don't you think that you're still kind of stuck with with a context there with Maybe. your context of love because not everybody has that yet your I... your context of love is rather pure and wonderful compared to some sure absolutely that's demonstrated every single day yeah mhm mm every single day when people talk about love or they make posts and they do and it's like no that that's not love that that is a response from pain and you're promoting more pain and people are following it.
because they are in pain and think it's right. And, um, yeah, it's, it's hard and it's a little frustrating for me because I can't be pounding on doors going, no, it's my way or the highway. I can't do that. And <laughs> what a visual, what a visual that is. <laughs> wow. You know, and I know a lot of people think that that's how I think of myself. And the reality is that I have the box. I hold it. I hold the box. I open the box. I receive the gift and, you know, I use it every day. And all I'm doing yeah. is sharing it. You know, so if nobody else wants the box and you don't want to experience it and experience truth, I still hold my box. I'm experiencing it. Yeah. Yeah, you're a piece of great literature. There's no doubt about that. You really are. Thank you. Yeah. Been well. me through the ages. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm back to writing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I love you. I love you too. I'll see you. Bye. Bye.